Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, look, the blueprint for liberty is the answer. Returning to the principles that our founding fathers literally bled and died for is the great key. The checks and balances, we can use those today to restore the republic. We're different than any other country, even if you think other countries temporarily have more freedom than we do. The fact is they don't have the seeds for solutions in their very system as we do. We, the people, according to the Declaration of Independence, are in charge. We, the people, have been God-given, or we, the people, have been given by God, our God-given rights, unalienable, unalienable by government or anybody else. We've come together to create a more perfect union. We delegated authority to different jurisdictions in government. The tail does not wag the dog. The creation is not greater than the creator, ladies and gentlemen. We, the people, said to government, you know what? You derive your just power from the consent of the governed, which is us. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. No one's teaching the doctrines as pure and as clear as we are on your radio. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Richie McDonald Brown was with us. He's a listener from Bulgaria. And Richie has studied and has been writing about bio-warfare since the 1980s. Yeah, it's an extremely threatening and lethal strategy around the world they're waging against we, the citizenry. A subset of which, believe it or not, ultimately caused the Great Plague back in the day and killed a third of Europe's population, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Now they're doing it with the COVID. Now they're doing it with climate change. Now they're doing it with war regarding Russia and Ukraine. Everything points to a government-controlled, globalistic reset designed to move you from a God-given inalienable rights scenario, as our founding fathers set up, to a tyrannical-based scenario based on global elite government. Ladies and gentlemen, the bio-warfare political geo or geopolitical narrative. Let me say that again. The bio-warfare, bio, wow, that's so hard to say. The bio-warfare. Geopolitical narrative is not new, ladies and gentlemen. It's been going on for a long time. It's gone high-tech since the 40s, 50s, and 60s, no doubt. Records from Operation Paperclip document this very well. The U.S. biowarfare strategists literally put together the protection of war criminals around the world, sheltered these exports, imported them from the Third Reich, from all kinds of places, and literally put them in Dietrich, Maryland as our research analysts in labs, etc. I mean, it is disaster. Go study Operation Paperclip. It just highlights what we're talking about. The recent publication by Pfizer highlights what they're doing in modern times with a dishonest narrative on COVID. Nine pages worth of medical reality. Damage, including death and details. It becomes a virtual encyclopedia of harm 
that the big pharma has done on We the People. Big pharma in bed with eugenics, in bed with biowarfare, chemical warfare. Literally, the COVID virus is a bioweapon created by and released by global governance to change the affairs of the world, but particularly the greatest country on the face of the earth. The Biden administration literally lied about this, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, to you and I, big time. Let me be very, very clear about this. All right? Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Biden administration literally funneled a whopping $1 billion with a B to mainstream media news networks to promote vaccine propaganda to millions of Americans. New court documents reveal in response to a FOIA request. It turns out the Biden's HHS or Health and Human Services or whatever you want to call this thing purchased advertising from major news networks including ABC, CBS, NBC, not to mention cable TV news outlets such as Fox News and Newsmax, of all people, took literally government money. Their crimes are legion, ladies and gentlemen, but we are many. We also have the Nuremberg Code on our side, folks, to eventually bring these sociopaths to justice. No doubt about it. Incredible interview uh, with Richard. Doing a great job. Hour two. Equally as great, we had on George or Jorge Castro, a former student at the same school where Sheriff Mack taught. He is blind but sees the truth better than anybody. We had him on the TV show, the simulcast with the Sheriff Mack show on Bridie on TV, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live, uh, myself and Richard Mack, the co-hosts of that broadcast. It could be anyone in the district, ladies and gentlemen, they say. A tiny Texas school district. They call it the Grand Saline Independent School District, east of Dallas, Texas, now allowing teachers to carry firearms, ladies and gentlemen, to protect students. What a brilliant plan. It could be anyone in the district. They say you never know who is armed and who is not. Superintendent Micah Lewis told the New York Post that, hey, every time there's a school shooting, our board has talked about this. If some crazy came in here, could we minimize the damage by being ready? The answer is a clear yes. The only critics are from outside of the area, by the way. Liberalism is a mental disorder akin to schizophrenia, according to a new study. Yeah, amen to that reality check. International Women's Day was yesterday, March 8th. It's a global day supposedly celebrating the social, the economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. Yeah, they say they want to accelerate equality for women. Uh, you know what? How are we going to do that and ignore the pro-death policies of the abortion mills? you got to talk about pro-life if you're going to talk about Women's Day. After all, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear about that. God made man and woman, male and female, credited them, uh, and he gave them each special traits and talents and capabilities. And Well, those are meant to be complementary. Not adversarial. Those are meant to go together hand in hand, saith the Lord, if you will. Adam gave, or God gave Adam Eve, not Steve, first of all. And Adam gave Eve, saying, you know what? You need someone to work with, someone to love you, someone to 
laugh with and cry with and do all those things with. And God ordained marriage among man to create his children on the earth. All right, archives of the simulcast of the Liberty Roundtable live radio broadcast, along with the Sheriff Mack Show, in audio available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net, and in video available at brighteon.tv. Spread the word, share the love, and donate liberally, would you please? All right, without further ado, news that I refuse to use starts now. Larry Pratt with me, discussing all things Liberty. Larry, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you. Always is. All right. The Ernest Shackleton story was a fascinating story back in 1915. Shipwrecked uh, in the South Antarctica, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, his ship was called Endurance. And the incredible book and uh, documentary and everything else talks about this in detail, about how he got trapped in the ice, about how they had to literally save themselves, not only getting off the ice and the water and out of the ship, and but they eventually had to even climb over a huge mountain and everything else to get back to civilization. He did it without losing a man, an American hero, an interesting story to say the least. But now the Ernest Shackleton ship, The Endurance, lost in 1915. They say it's found, Larry Pratt. Do you want to respond to that? That's very interesting. Well, obviously it could be very well preserved in that kind of a climate, and it will be fascinating to uncover what is still inside that ship and what mysteries it might solve. Uh, But most impressive, of course, is that all of the crew survived that tragedy. Uh, That is truly one of the most impressive feats that uh, I've ever heard of. Yeah, and there's been a lot of people that have taken Ernest Shackleton's example and what we've read about him, what we know about him, uh, and about his leadership and stuff like that. He had a no-man-left-behind policy, and everybody uh, made it out alive. It's just a story that's just hard to even comprehend. When you see the documentary and or read the book, the the accomplishments are just superhuman, sir. It's crazy when you really read that Ernest Shackleton story. My son's literally learning about it in school right now, so this find is very timely indeed. Fabulous. That's nice that they study something as uplifting and encouraging as that, rather than uh, 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 Sally has two mommies or two daddies or something like that. What a difference. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. What an incredible story. What an incredible uh, reality check, in my opinion. What a what an example uh, to learn about, to follow, something to get excited about. Anyway, it's, it's interesting that that ship is found. All right, enough of that. We've got some serious, serious discussions to be had, and it all starts now. The question from Forbes magazine says this. Is the U.S. descending into a great recession? Forbes magazine. Sam Bushman and Larry Pratt breaking this down in seconds. On your radio.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Pratt and Sam Bushman discussing all things liberty. They found Ernest Shackleton's ship Endurance. What an incredible story with an incredible, interesting ending. I'll tell you that right now. The discoveries have just begun. I'll tell you that right now. Is the U.S. descending into a great recession, asks Forbes magazine. Before we let Larry rock and roll on the answer to this question, a couple of context Items makes sense. Gas prices are now the most expensive in U.S. history, breaking records even from 2008, which was the former Great Recession, right? The average price for a gallon of gas in the United States is now $4.17, according to AAA, and is expected to continue to go up, 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 and away. Gas at a high, food at a high. I mean, it is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Oil prices now jump even more as Biden announces, quote, full ban on Russian energy imports. Joe Biden saying it's the moral thing to do, suggesting that he's going to punish Russia. But the reality is Americans are going to take a beating and I would submit to you in an unjust war that we have no dog in that fight, if you will. Now, the U.S. trade deficit continues to skyrocket as well. They say it continues to grow in January as the, quote, import-export gap continues to widen to a record high. The U.S. deficit, listen to this, the U.S. deficit has risen 
to $89.7 billion in literally one month. They say that's in January, up from uh, up about $7.7 billion from December alone. Wall Street Journal with that detail. <clears throat> you just look at that and you go, man, we are in economic trouble. Larry Pratt. I think um, we have to agree that that uh, is probably what's facing us. The administration can control the problem of the price of oil to a certain extent. And it has determined that it's going to go in the other direction. It's going to make it so that people cannot uh, 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 continue drilling for oil. Uh, they say, well, got all these leases and you're not drilling. Well, that's because not all leases are productive. Uh, the, this is such an anti-business, uh, anti-energy administration that uh, we're in for a world of hurt. And a lot of it is going to come right from policies that this administration is imposing on our country. I don't really even know how to respond to this almost because it almost seems like if I didn't, I don't know, I don't even say this. It almost seems like if I didn't know better, whatever phrases I want to use here, Larry Pratt, it seems like this is really Joe Biden trying to run the country off the cliff. I mean, why would you be be involved in this Russia scenario? Why would you ban these imports when you know that we're already in financial trouble coming off of a two year turmoil due to the lockdowns and COVID and and now you're going to literally add insult to injury with this? It almost seems like it's intentional. Well, I think it uh, probably is intentional. I think that there are those among the liberals, some of whom are clearly in the administration, who hate this country, who think this country needs to be taken down a peg or two. Uh, they need to, we need to be punished. Uh, and they're uh, on track to do it. Uh, there are things that are so obvious that would reverse uh, the problems that we're facing right now, uh, especially in the energy area. And the administration policies are the opposite of those that would help us get into a recovery to mitigate uh, the economic hard times that we're facing. Uh, They don't care about that. And, and of course, uh, the president's vehicle have been nicknamed the beast because it's so armored. Uh, I don't know how much it weighs, but I'm sure the mileage of this thing is probably five miles a gallon, something like that. Uh, what does he care? Uh, he's uh, he's not affected by any of these policies of his. So I look at this, and the reason that I said that I don't know for sure if he's intentionally doing this because I just don't know if we're dealing with an incompetent man uh, who doesn't have his wherewithal or his wits about him or whatever term you want to use for this. But those surrounding him have got to be doing this intentionally. And I look at this and I say, what's the best way to deal with Russia? Is it to literally sanction and create acts of war? Uh, is it really to block imports and tamper with the trade deficit and leave Americans wanting when they've created an interdependent world for so long? Not that I support that in the first place, but, hey, that's what we've created. we got to live in the real. 
um, and then just to do this, is that going to add insult to injury or help? And it seems to me that the best way we could help is lead by example, let the free market work and show a better way. Am I wrong on this, Larry? Well, I think you're quite right. In the energy area, I've heard numerous experts talk about the uncertainty that's created in the market, uncertainty about whether my company should drill uh, or not, because there's quite a risk when you drill. You uh, uh, often enough can come up with uh, no oil. And so it takes uh, some confidence that the market will reward the effort if the effort actually does pay off. And Biden has said, I'm going to make it so that it doesn't pay off because you are making bad energy. It's so bad. Well, you know what? Freezing in the winter is pretty bad. Now, here's the deal. The GOP has been attacking Joe Biden on energy now. Um, separate from this Russian import discussion. So Trump started to open up uh, energy. Um, I don't know what you want to say, independence or energy development or extraction or whatever term to use. We were exporting. We were exporting. It was growing. It was doing very well. Well, that reversed under Biden, but now Biden claims, quote, not true. He is holding back U.S. energy. Uh, this is going to come back to bite him in the elections because he can lie all that he wants to. But when Americans see how much he's holding back on energy, preventing energy exploration and extraction and production in the United States, and then you see that he blocks the import. So now, let me see, we can't produce and we can't export because of an edict of a single man like a dictator thug, so we can't export and we can't produce, and we can't import. Intentional or not, disaster looms with these kinds of policies, Larry. And, and, and frankly, I'll take your point. Uh, we can't be sure, but I'm convinced, having studied liberals uh, when I was working in political environments, liberals hate America. Um, Liberals think that America has oppressed uh, people in this country and people in the rest of the world. America is bad. America needs to be punished. And the crew around Biden apparently have set their course for punishing America. And we're seeing uh, some of that manifest itself already. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the next piece to this puzzle, again, I, I'm, I'm building the blocks as I go. So I believe that, you know what, Joe Biden is probably intentionally doing this. Um, but I'm struggling to build enough evidence to really make the claim. I mean, he could just be ignorant. He could just be confused. He could genuinely be thinking he's doing right. Nevertheless, the damage is being done. All right. Now, here's the problem. Global warming. Experts demand urgent action to prevent disaster. They say a public health crisis, why it's urgent we act now on climate change. Facts, they say, NASA, climate change and global warming. Global warming, an urgent problem. 
Okay, they go on and on. Vital signs, the planet's in trouble. It's getting worse. You can't wait. In fact, it may be irreversible. They're peddling the panic on global warming porn, Larry. Well, and it's without any factual basis. Uh, That uh, strikes me as really stunning. Uh, Well, let's get back to the point when we return, because I want to lay something out that... uh, doesn't get heard very often. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. I am Sam Bushman. Larry Pratt with me. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Former Keystone XL pipeline worker Neil Crabtree said the energy industry tried to warn President Biden against policies hindering U.S. oil and gas production. The White House Tuesday says starting up the XL pipeline again would have no impact. Mr. Crabtree on Fox News disagrees. I don't care if we got 9,000 leases available. I don't care if we got 90,000 available. No company is going to develop a new lease because they won't let us build the pipelines to move it once we do find it. Biden's using this uh, policy of uh, any way but an American way. We're in for some deep trouble. Some 44 million South Koreans head to the polls today to elect the country's next president. Polls revealed voters are looking for a leader who can root out corruption, heal the divided nation, and polarize politics, and kickstart negotiations to curb North Korea's nuclear threat. Essentially, the race is between liberal Lee J. Myung and conservative Yoon Suk-yul. USA Radio News. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Rich Rosario. We could all use a getaway this spring break, and Kalahari Resorts, home to America's largest indoor water parks, provides an escape the whole family will love. From the giant wave pool to the thrilling slides, Kalahari's indoor water parks will provide an always 84 degrees and sunny spring break getaway. With locations in Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Texas, your family's ideal getaway is just a short road trip away. Make your reservation today at KalahariResorts.com. A former leader of the Proud Boys is in custody for his role on January 6th. John Hunt reports. Henry Enrique Tario, the former leader of the Proud Boys, a far-right extremist group, was arrested in connection to his organization's role in planning the January 6th attack. While Tario is not accused of physically taking part in the breach of the Capitol, the indictment alleges that he led the advance planning and remained in contact with other members of the Proud Boys during the breach. The indictment from the State Department alleges that Tario continued to direct and encourage the Proud Boys prior to and during the events of January 6th and that he claimed credit for what happened on social media. Scientists say they have found the well-preserved sunken wreckage of endurance more than a century after it was lost to the Antarctic ice. The Falklands Maritime Heritage Trust says the wreck has been filmed but would not be touched. The vessel sits in 10,000 feet of ocean in the Weddell Sea. The 1915 loss was captained by Frank Worsley. 
I'm Lance Pry. This is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Hard-hitting talk on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we're running off the cliff in America, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden leading the nation like lemmings off of a cliff. I'm telling you right now, this is crazy, man. Forbes even asking, is the U.S. descending into a recession? Gas prices are now at the highest cost in U.S. history. Average, 4.17 a gallon. In California, over five bucks a gallon, ladies and gentlemen. Oil prices now jump, so it's going to get much worse as Biden announces full ban on energy imports from Russia. The U.S. trade deficit continues to widen $89 billion in January, up $7-plus billion from December, getting worse by the second. Biden claims that it's not true that he's holding back U.S. energy, but everything points to that reality check, despite his denials. Sometimes they say nothing is official until it's been denied, ladies and gentlemen. Now they're claiming urgent action on climate change needed to secure a livable future. They say the United Nations, listen to this. They say the United Nations has an assessment. It's been produced by, they say, 270 scientists from 67 countries, and they say it details how global warming is already wreaking havoc around the world. NBCnews.com. The fear-mongering is beyond imagination, Larry. Well, Sam, uh, one of the things that uh, one can find if uh, you poke around a little bit in, a, in the history of, of the world is that in the 13th century, uh, there was a period of global warming, and farming was actually carried out uh, in the interior of Greenland. Now, at the, at the present, the temperature on the coast in Greenland in the summer, <laughs> quote unquote, uh, the average high is about 55 degrees. Not a whole lot of farming going on uh, under those conditions. And yet they were actually uh, growing all kinds of things, even in the interior of Greenland back in the 1200s. In the same period, in England, they were growing wine grapes, which require rather more uh, uh, of a warm climate than what most of England has at the moment. Uh, so uh, global warming, uh, we're told, is this big major catastrophe. But history tells us, take a deep breath. That's the key, ladies and gentlemen. Take a deep breath. Understand that do we trust in the arm of flesh? Do we trust in governments to tell us what's going on? Or do we trust in God? And yes, you know what? You can even say there might be a climate change circumstance. Uh, but the question is, you got to ask the origins of it. Is it the fact that Larry's on the planet and that he wants to live a nice life with his wife and children? Is it the fact that I'm on the planet and I breathe? Okay, that's where the lies begin. Now, I believe that climate change is happening. Every day it warms up and every night it cools down. And every year it becomes winter, spring, summer, and fall. Just ask James Taylor if you don't believe me. 
And uh, so no doubt there are cyclical realities that happen, including warming periods and cooling periods on the Earth that span uh, numbers of years, etc. But you know what? In addition to all that, God punishes us with weather when we don't obey to stir us up in remembrance of our God and his commandments to us, Larry. They're leaving out some fundamentals in an effort to use this as a wedge to drive between the people and turn us against each other using the Hegelian dialectic of climate change, global warming, global cooling, whatever, all to then say the only answer is government, more government controls. But I submit to you in the Great Reset, that's what they're going to use next. They've already used COVID for two years successfully. Uh, They've already used destruction of different industries, uh, the mortgage industry, etc. They shut down the small businesses. Most small businesses uh, were struggling, and many of them failed. Now they're going to say, all right, look, climate change is the issue. We're going to have to put lockdowns on you. You're not going to be able to use gas. So this preventing of U.S. energy and then preventing of imports dovetails nicely with their climate change agenda. Larry? I think that's right. They, uh, the key, and you've used the, the word already, is they try to engender fear, be it uh, because of an annual flu that we've given a name to this time called COVID, uh, or whether uh, it's a, a climate change uh, where we have warming during the summer, and uh, we have some summers are warmer than others, some winters are colder than others. Uh, that that sort of thing happens and has been happening as long as we have any records. Uh, the fact is, uh, these changes uh, on occasion could be catastrophic. Other times, they're beneficial. Uh, tell the folks in Greenland that it was a tragedy that they were able to uh, grow real things um, all throughout the country, uh, whereas now... They're doing well to grow a cabbage uh, on the coast. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, they can engender fear if we're ignorant of our history, of uh, what all the relevant facts might be, um, and they can just keep whipping that and whipping that. And finally, uh, a number of people who normally are pretty uh, uh, level-headed uh, can go off the deep end. And that's what they're hoping to do with this fear that they've engendered about climate change uh, or any number of other things that they can use to whip this up. And I think we ought to just tell uh, the folks that are propagating this through a compliant media, well, that's your opinion. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and I think I'll go on and uh, live my life without uh, being too concerned about what seems to be giving you the willies because uh, I'm not susceptible to fear the way you are. Uh, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He may have given it to you, but didn't give it to me. (laughs) And so I'm not going to listen to that. Well, now here's the interesting thing. The next headline that I see says this, climate change, fear-mongering is turned totally unhinged. There's an article about it. Um, it's totally unhinged. Yes, it is. And uh, to the and point I where think... I hope Americans can see through it, but every time I think they've gone so far that it will be evident to everybody, everybody just doubles down in stupidity on this thing. 
They don't yeah. they don't wake up and go, wait a minute, you've gone way too far. Uh, they simply buy it hook, line, and sinker, and that's my biggest fear, Larry. Well, hopefully uh, folks are going to be uh, seeing that the dreadful predictions that they've been making haven't come true. Uh, we still have 24 hours in a day. We still have four seasons in the year. Uh, we still have floods. We still have drought. Uh, but we still have uh, a lot of successful agriculture going on all the time. And uh, if these folks want to have a nervous breakdown, well, uh, bless their heart. We'll, we'll try to uh, present them with reason that might correct their breakdown. But if they really insist on being unhinged, um, excuse me, but I'm not going to listen to you anymore. You've got a problem. It doesn't mean I have a problem. They're literally comparing climate change now, the urgency to 9-11, ladies and gentlemen. They basically say the earth will become un, or uninhabitable. Okay? They say it'll be a reenactment of a Mad Max movie. It'll be so bad, Larry. They literally double down and say, hey, this climate change is so bad that you know what? I mean, the climate could reach 250 degrees and rain sulfuric acid. This, this is literally how bad they're saying it's going to get, Larry. Are you there, Larry? All right, we'll get Larry back. But it's gotten so bad, ladies and gentlemen. They say that it's going to, like, rain sulfuric acid, that it's going to get, like, 250 degrees. I mean, it's so unhinged now, the claims of some of these extremists. Even scientists are starting to go, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> the more, <laughs> I mean, the more they say that the end is nigh, that it's this going to be this crazy and intense and, you know what? When the terrifying predictions don't pan out, they lose credibility big time. These scared ta- scaredness tactics don't persuade skeptics like us. All they do is make us think they're more psychotic. But if you honestly believe that climate change will end all life on Earth, folks, then it won't. The problem is, what policies will they enact? Right? They say, who A, whoever rejects climate change must be silenced by the state. It's remarkable, ladies and gentlemen, how many people really believe this is kind of like a, it's like the war on terror. If you don't believe in climate change, you're a terrorist. We'll talk about it more in seconds. that I would have a huge slumber party with all the girls there. Play with me more often. My mom's so busy with the board meeting. To spend more time together as a family. Do more out-of-the-house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. I just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you Raise my allowance. To not argue together. Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? 
buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt, Sam Bushman talking about the whacked out, literally unhinged reality. They say urgent action on climate change uh, is required for us to have a livable future. The uh, United Nations literally in bed with 270 science tests from 66 countries. They say, you know what? Global warming is already wreaking havoc around the world. You can deny all you want, but man, climate change fear-mongering folks has become completely unhinged. Um, it is out of control, Larry Pratt. And, and the problem is even the scientists that used to back global warming and climate change and everything else now are going Hold on a minute. You act like it's going to be 250 degrees tomorrow and rain sulfuric acid. It's just too far. I can't go there. Scientists are even documenting and backing away from this big time right now because they're so extreme. They want their policies so bad. They're so desperate that anybody who doesn't believe in their climate change lie is being literally called a terrorist and threatening. They're threatening legislation to say, hey, you need to be thrown in the clink for your denials on climate change. They're going that far, Larry. They tell us that we're, uh, we we just got to follow the science. Well, if we follow the science, uh, then we would follow the facts, uh, some of which, uh, a few of which we've discussed just now, uh, that the earth uh, warms and the earth cools. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, pretty much the, the earth has been the same. But uh, every time the temperature goes up, uh, 10 degrees in the summer, that's uh, global warming. Um, they've got to assume that we're really stupid, and I don't think uh, most people are anywhere near that stupid. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it is just hard to even fathom how far they've taken this, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to put this reality um, to the test for a second, because they claim global warming right now Right when spring has sprung, I know you say, well, Sam, wait a minute, it's snowing over here. I know, but you've got the last grasp, if you will, of old man winter or whatever. Spring is springing or has sprung pretty soon or will. And right when the warming occurs, they say, oh, global warming's happening. They didn't tell you that when the winter started or else you would have laughed at them, right? So they're timing this importantly at the right time. Okay, the fear mongering is out of control. 
but they're also manipulating energy. So Joe Biden literally shutting down energy production in America, literally preventing us from uh, using our energy capabilities to export, then blocking imports from Russia. Well, the truckers are sick of it over vaccines and everything else, all these mandates. So the truckers are circling Washington, D.C. Well, now I submit to you with the gas price increase and the shutdown of oil imports from Russia, literally while the truckers are trying to put Washington, D.C. under siege, if you will, and I mean that virtually, not forcefully by war, but I mean by a free, peaceful assembly so far, Biden is now waging a war on truckers, and everyone will pay the price. You might not be a trucker, so you might pay the price downstream with increased costs of goods and services or products not on the shelves, or you can't get a ride from Uber because, remember, the Uber folks have to pay for their own gas, right? The Uber drivers and everything else. This is going to affect the frontline people like the truckers more than anybody else. Do you find the timing interesting, to say the least, Larry? Well, it's very interesting, and I think you've uh, put your finger on it, that uh, the folks that are trying to buffalo us, uh, to stampede us, are very opportunistic. And that's been one of the things they've done, like playing an instrument. They've been playing on emotions, and they've been getting uh, some good results. It works enough that they keep trying it. And uh, if it doesn't work, they'll find another way to try to stampede us. But uh, that's the name of their game. They don't want us to think. They want us to just rush off headlong without thinking. And... uh, Hopefully, most Americans are going to say, well, now, wait a minute. We've still got uh, tomorrow and next week and next month. Let's uh, let's take a look at this and, and uh, look into it a little bit deeper. Uh, anyway, I look at that and I go, I believe that Joe Biden and the administration is literally trying to fire back at truckers. Uh, because, again, the truckers, if you're not very careful, if gas prices go up so much, they might find themselves not even able to take their trucks away from D.C. I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but ladies and gentlemen, you got to look at this and go, wow. I mean, you're talking about the war on truckers. Everyone's going to pay the price. What happens when a trucker says, I can't run that delivery now. It's too expensive for me. I can't get it done. I won't do it. Then what's going to happen? Okay, Joe Biden is playing with fire here on so many fronts. It is shocking. It uh, Everything to me points to an intentional disruption of everything we hold dear. The goal to remake us, as far as I can tell, to remake us into, what, a reset, a global governance of some kind? Uh, It's hard to even know where to go with this, Larry. Well, they have talked about a reset. They, they, uh, for a long time, have talked about how uh, we're abusing the planet and how only they have the special knowledge. Uh, that will have any chance of saving us from ourselves. And I think we ought to look at them and chuckle and say, well, uh, you're kind of cute when you talk like that, but I got work to do. Uh, I'll see you later. All I can tell you is I look at this and I'm just shocked at how many fronts we are opening up a can of worms on whether it be the Ukraine-Russian war, why we're in the middle of it, why we think we have a dog in that fight, I don't know. Why we're literally committing war crimes by sanctioning and um, doing some of these things is beyond me. But now the energy, 
shutdown of production in America, the trade deficits, the economic woes, the climate change discussions, the vaccination passports they're still pushing. I mean, everything points to if they're not very careful, they're going to just shut down the economy in every way. Uh, Larry, you won't have an economy anymore. Then what do they do? Another stimulus? Then what do they do? Um, fund businesses? The government doesn't have any money. They're $30 trillion in debt and struggling with the debt ceiling raise right now. Everything being done. The only evidence I really have that it's, that it's intentional is that you couldn't put all things in place to make this happen by mistake. It's not possible to open the can on all these fronts at the same time if it was just ignorance. It wouldn't be possible to have such a coordinated assault on everything. Larry? Well, and I think that is an especially credible point of view when we look at some of the things that they've been talking about and how they have such an intense dislike of this terrible, rotten country uh, with its history of slavery and continuing oppression. And they just can't find enough ways to say bad things about America some of which are somewhat true, but uh, many uh, things are just simply not believable uh, because America is capable of change, has shown that it's capable of change, and it's underway right now. You talk about climate denial, and these people that talk about change denial. Oh, America will never change. It just has to be destroyed. Well, uh, you're kind of cute when you talk like that, but I'm not going to listen to it because it's silly. It's beyond silly, ladies and gentlemen. It's bordering on criminal with all these actions taken. Yes. Let me give you an example to make the point. The Biden administration literally funneled a whopping $1 billion to mainstream media news networks, ladies and gentlemen. To what? Promote vaccine propaganda to millions of Americans. Believe it or not, court documents now reveal. In response to a, quote, FOIA request, Biden's HHS revealed that it purchased advertising from major news networks, including ABC, CBS, NBC, as well as cable TV news outlets such as Newsmax and Fox. So literally now you find out that they got paid a billion dollars to back vaccinations and not tell the Americans the truth, not do the who, what, when, where, why analysis that the newsmakers are supposed to be independent regarding and, and known for. They were literally paid big money, Larry, to double down and carry the vaccine ball. That, along with forced vaccinations, is war crimes at the highest level beyond the Nuremberg Code, Larry? Well, they should keep Nuremberg in mind because that's how Nuremberg came about when there were uh, all kinds of atrocities being committed upon not just Jews, but gypsies, political opponents, mentally incompetent people. Lots of people were getting devastated by the Nazis, and this is something that can occur a lot more readily if there's a stampede underway. Uh, people get killed 
when there's a stampede in a place like a theater, when 200 people are trying to get through one uh, door that permits one person, maybe two if they go sideways and cooperate rationally and they're not uh, out of their mind with fear. Uh, but uh, the analogy, I think, applies that we're being stampeded uh, into policies that people would simply turn away from and reject and uh, even laugh if somebody continues to you know, say, no, 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 this is true. We're, we're really terrible. We're really uh, at the end of a civilization. Uh, we, we need to be punished. Uh, uh, people just roll their eyes if it's put that way. And if they listen to what's really being said, that's what's being said. And so I think we should, uh, as uh, we say down here in the South, well, y'all have a good day. Bless your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a shame on what's going on. And what I find interesting is I don't really see, Larry, the average American incensed enough. I don't see the average American even really seem to me, seeming to be worried about this. Americans are just going, oh, well, you know, Joe's goofy. I don't believe Joe or, oh, man, Joe's as crazy as, as he's always been. But I don't see any righteous indignation. I don't see anybody doing anything really to change this game. We're just kind of like, oh, hum, aren't we, Larry? And so far, I believe that's more true than not. But as this continues, I think it's going to get more and more difficult. More and more people are going to have uh, fewer hours or no hours. Uh, and they're going to have fewer things they can find in the stores. Uh, I think we've probably all been to stores at least from time to time when one shelf or another it's just completely empty. Uh, it was only one product uh, for maybe a few days. Uh, but what would happen if that were the case day after day, product after product, then we would all know we're in a heap of trouble. And if we don't, uh, through our elections, pull back on what Sleepy Joe is doing uh, and the crew around him are doing, then I think uh, we're going to increasingly face the likelihood of this kind of a... Flat out of time. Thanks so much, Larry. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for March the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. 
We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers what are the great restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth our websites libertyroundtable.com for liberty roundtable live our show lovingliberty.net one of the radio networks to carry our broadcast libertynewsradio.com another network that carries the broadcast uh another radio network network that carries uh, the broadcast and then am and fm affiliates uh, across the country this is not only an internet and around the world presentation but it is indeed a terrestrial radio broadcast as well in other words we have terrestrial am and fm radio stations across the country that are part of the liberty roundtable live team and we're grateful for every one of those people just tell them how much you love them listeners would you please then they'll know how important this broadcast is to you also, donate liberally, would you please? LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. Last hour, we had our buddy on Larry Pratt, who used to be the leader of Gun Owners of America. Now he's retired, but with him, we had a discussion of all things liberty. We talked about Ernest Shackleton's. The ship Endurance lost in 1915 has been found. That's incredible. It'll be interesting the discoveries they find from that. Or they discover from that find, whatever words you want to use for that. Very fascinating indeed. We also asked the question, is the U.S. descending into a recession? That's a question by Forbes magazine, by the way. We also talked about gas prices are the most expensive in U.S. history. 417 a gallon on the average. That's according to AAA. Over $5 a gallon in California. It's really an assault on the truckers, in my opinion. They're circling Washington asking for a peaceful redress of grievance, and Joe Biden fires back and locks down production of and the export of energy in America and then blocks the importing of oil from Russia. I mean, it's an assault on the truckers first. Do you find the timing interesting that Joe Biden literally announces a full ban on energy imports from Russia? The U.S. trade deficit continues to widen $89 billion in the month of January, up $7 billion from December, getting worse by the second. Biden claims that it's not true that he's holding back U.S. energy, but everything points to the fact that, well, intentional or not, Joe, whatever you're doing is an absolute dismal economic disaster in the making. But, of course, they want to push urgent action on climate change. They say needed to secure a livable future. They put together this report at the United Nations literally saying, hey, we've got 270 scientists, 67 countries all involved. They say global warming is wreaking havoc around the world. NBCnews.com. Ladies and gentlemen, climate change fear-mongering has become completely unhinged. It is insane. We also talked about Biden waging a war on truckers. I mentioned that. We also talked about the Biden administration literally funneled a whopping $1 billion, $1 billion to mainstream media news networks to promote vaccine propaganda to millions of unsuspecting Americans. New court documents reveal a FOIA request was filed and they got the goods. Biden's HHS literally purchased advertising from major news networks, including ABC, CBS, and NBC, not to mention 
Fox and Newsmax took filthy lucre Biden cash to push deadly COVID vaccines on their viewers. Now, when you literally put the media in bed with funding by our taxpayers, along with forced vaccination plans together, you've committed literally war crimes beyond Nuremberg, ladies and gentlemen. Now that the COVID COVID vaccine failures are evident, now that the bioweapon of COVID in the first place has been exposed, we know they intentionally created it and released it now. We know that they lied about everything from death toll counts to uh, infection rates. Uh, They suppressed natural health and healing solutions. They literally doubled down to create this tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We talked about that last hour with Larry Pratt. This hour, I want to talk about another lie they've been telling you, ladies and gentlemen. And all these lies are coming to reality, coming to fruition all at the same time. No wonder Biden baits and switches to a war to climate change, to energy crisis, to economic turmoil and economic woes because he can't deal with the topics that we're all exposing and getting to the truth on. The new media is indeed taking center stage, ladies and gentlemen. But listen to this, Wisconsin. A historic report on the 2020 election is now out. Fraud results are in. Call to, quote, decertify the election. Tucker Carlson Gateway Pundit and Red Pill 78 reporting the details. Uh, This is shocking. Vote fraud literally exposed in Wisconsin like you wouldn't believe. Now what does the Biden administration uh, and the no vote fraud folks have to say for themselves? Well, the answer is climate change is going to kill you all if you don't deal with it now. Energy is going to be a meltdown. And we're at war. Well, not literally. We're staying out of it. You got it? But everything we're doing puts us right in the center of it. You got that? It's a shame and a half. Wow. All right. There's also a new study out about Pfizer. Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine converts to DNA inside the human liver cells. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me double down on this for you right now. Are you ready for this? We told you at the very start that these were not traditional vaccines that they were mRNA jabs, that they were literally gene therapy experiments on the people. We said that it would affect women's ability to have babies. We said that it would affect men's ability to produce normal sperm uh, in quantities that could create pregnancy. In other words, procreate, right? We told you that it would affect fertility, in other words. We told you that it was a manipulation of the cells. We told you that it affected DNA. We told you that it was disaster and experimental and the spike proteins created by this um, mRNA gene therapy would be disaster in the human body. And they laughed and snickered and joked and said, well, even if you're a doctor, you have no credibility. And they tried to destroy us all. But now the evidence is coming out, ladies and gentlemen. Study now shows Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine converts to DNA in the human cells. This is not a tiny story. We told you this was the case. The CDC doubled down and lied, deplatformed us, and mocked us, saying we were into conspiracy theory. Well, now what do they say when multiple studies prove the CDC lied? All right. What do they say now? The answer is they say nothing. Turns out that Swedish study 
reveals that these mRNA and these fire, um, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, all right, it enters the human liver cells and it converts it to DNA according to Swedish researchers. All right, it triggers the cell's DNA to increase the production. I mean, this is just beyond imagination. What do we, what do we say to this now, right? This is just shocking, right? It's hard to know even how to respond to this because we were right and they were wrong, but it's after the damage has been done, right? Yeah, this is scary. This is hard to even deal with, right? It's hard to even know how to handle these stories. I knew we'd get to the truth, but I didn't think we'd be able to get to the truth so clearly, so blatantly, so poignantly, so fast. I thought it might be nebulous for a while. Difficult to prove. But that's not what we're seeing at all. Within six hours, this creates DNA, ladies and gentlemen. mRNA shots. Well, let me just say this. A new study by Lund University in Sweden shows that the COVID mRNA shots enter the liver and creates DNA. Okay, we've been warning about this, ladies and gentlemen, for a long time. I don't even know how to discuss this more. But this new study proves it, and it's not the only study. We have evidence that the CDC lied. All right? The CDC literally denied it. Stated the mRNA shots do not enter the nucleus of the cells but now we have more proof even six hours after the shots it starts doing this right there's proof we are right on this now many americans who declined to take the shots face loss of employment discharge from the military loss of medical care exclusion from hotels restaurants gyms public places and events Yeah, now they're talking about vaccine passports, sometimes called vaccine credentials. Let's continue talking about it in seconds on your radio. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. 
Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Ladies and gentlemen, this new Swedish study published in current issues of molecular biology shows that the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are able to enter the human liver cell line and the mRNA retranscribes, again, I don't understand this scientifically exactly, the inner cell uh, leading to the creation of DNA within six hours. Now the CDC responded and said, hey, the COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way. Ladies and gentlemen, what what about the follow the science thing, right? Believe it or not, their website continues to lie. I kid you not. The CDC website continues to insist that the genetic material delivered by mRNA for vaccine, mRNA vaccines, never enters the nucleus of your cells and that all the ingredients in the shots fully exit the body once antibodies are produced. Believe it or not, the Associated Press, Reuters, and many others continue to parrot these same false talking points. So who do you believe, the new Swedish study? Published in current issues of molecular molecular biology, or do you believe the CDC? See, Anthony Fauci, ladies and gentlemen, has been caught lying over and over about this stuff. Rand Paul has literally on the Senate floor caught him lying, distorting the truth, manipulating the truth. Everything we've been told is a lie about this stuff. Hey, it doesn't enter the cells. Hey, it's a vaccine. No, it's not. They have to change the definition of a vaccine. Then we say things like, hey, you know what? They approved the vaccine, but the approval vaccine and the experimental one they're still giving people are not the same vaccine. And then they say, oh, well, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. It's really the same. It's just a name change. Well, then why are you giving people the old vaccine under the old name, not the new? Well, we don't have production on the new because there's so much in the pipeline of the old. So why are you giving people experimental vaccines when the other vaccine is approved if there's no difference? Well, and then you start to get into things like, well, according to the law, 
uh, if it's not approved for little children or whatever, then, hey, that's a problem. And so you can't have that on the market or you'll be subject to lawsuits. And we go on and on and on with the discussion. And everything they say, over time, we expose as a lie. But never mind the lies that we expose. Anthony Fauci sits there, literally untouched, right? Right? Well, what do we say about this now? How do you get to the truth? How do you tell the truth? Is the mainstream press going to eventually just ignore it and not admit they were wrong and we were right? Even though they deplatformed us, they shut us down. They saw, I don't even have a Twitter feed anymore because they shut me down. Right? Pfizer Vax turned to DNA. Uh, what do you believe? Molecular biology? All right. Now, Twitter now suspending. Just the news, CB, John Solomon. Yeah, you're not even allowed to talk about molecular, molecular biology magazine now. Twitter, Twitter censors report of peer-reviewed COVID study. That's where we're at. Think about it. you got a medical research institute in Sweden, Lund University. They published their documents in molecular biology. It's a peer-reviewed study, but yet Twitter censors report of this study. What do, you, what do you think about this, folks? You've got to really think about this now. We have got to start to push back much, much harder against these clowns. We got to take the new media center stage like nobody's business. All right, this is critical. The CDC is lying. And Twitter literally doubles down and censors the report of peer-reviewed COVID Sweden study. I don't even know how to respond. We haven't seen them this blatant before. Right? We haven't seen them this hostile, this blatant in their attempts to shut us down. Twitter censors report of peer-reviewed Swedish study. Right? Wow, I don't know how to respond to this exactly. Now, I mentioned that they're coming for the Christians, right? I mentioned they're coming for the Christians for a long time. Well, they've done their dirty work. They may not need to come for the Christians anymore. Because there's two ways they're coming for the Christians. One is just flat-out assault on your Christian beliefs. Ridicule, persecution, platform shutdown. I could go on and on and on and on of the abuse Christians are taking. You can't debate in the public square. you got to jettison your Christianity at the door. Uh, you got to uh, separate church and state. you got to be very careful what you say because you might lose your tax-exempt 501c3 status, all this kind of stuff, right? Well, they're coming for the Christians in more ways than just that, ladies and gentlemen. How are they coming for the Christians now? Well, this is kind of a new twist. It's a survey that got put out, <clears throat> okay? And this survey is fascinating. 
Christian worldview in the U.S. being supplanted by a term called syncretism. Do you know what syncretism is, people? Let me spell it. S-Y-N-C-R-E-T-I-S-M. Syncretism. What is a syncretism view? And the reason I say they're coming for the Christians, ladies and gentlemen, is because what they've tried to do is either, one, ridicule you, mock you, shut you down for being a Christian in every way. But now what they're trying to do is tempt you away from true Christian doctrines and beliefs. And sadly, they've been incredibly successful at their evil plan. New survey shows this worldview in the U.S. being supplanted by syncretism. What is it? It's a blending where no single life philosophy is dominant. Bob Unra, WND.com, with this riveting, concerning piece, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. So it seems that most preteen parents, so now the younger generation of parents is what we're talking about, right? It seems that most preteen parents aren't unaware And if they are, they're certainly unfazed by the contradiction between calling themselves Christians but living in ways that repudiate the teachings of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Okay, so these parents are living in a contradictory state. They're calling themselves Christian because that's what their parents called them, etc. But now they're living in ways that repudiate the teachings of Jesus and the principles in the Bible. This is serious. Because now we're getting reality. No wonder the churches are kind of melting down, shutting down. The polling reveals, ladies and gentlemen, that not only a majority of today's parents, quote, millennials, if you will, the adult generation in America, the least likely, to accept a Christian worldview, listen, a, at least likely to have a Christian worldview or possess a biblical worldview, not only are they in that situation, but 94% of parents of preteens possess a worldview known as syncretism. Now, I want to dig into this syncretism term a little bit more. But what does that mean? What is syncretism? I know it's, hey, um, we don't really believe in a worldview, but is it new age? What is this word we're talking about? And it's very interesting when you look up the definition. Syncretism. And you go, what the heck? Because 94%, so there's only 6% of genuine Christian worldview, biblical worldview people left in the younger generations. Okay, the syncretism is a noun. Reconciliation or fusion of different systems in belief as of philosophy and or religion. Yeah. The merging of two or more different reflectional forms. The attempted reconciliation or union of irreconcilable principles or parties. We'll talk about it in seconds.
Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Ukraine President Zelensky spoke to Parliament Tuesday, pleading for more help as Russia continues to violently attack her neighbor. The defiant president quotes some of Winston Churchill's World War II address to the UK nation. We will not give up and we will not lose. We will fight till the end at sea, in the air. We will continue fighting for our land, whatever the cost. After Secretary of State Anthony Blinken offered the idea of sending jets to the conflict, the United States has rejected Poland's offer to send its MiG-29 fighter jets to Ukraine via a U.S. air base in Germany, saying the proposal raised serious concerns for the entire NATO alliance. The charity's Aid Foundation's World Giving Index is reporting America was the world's most generous country this past decade. USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Bank of America. As the way we work continues to change and we move towards a new normal, access to effective learning and development opportunities remains top of mind for today's workforce. Here's John Jordan, head of the Academy, Bank of America's global learning and professional development organization for employees. As many of us navigate new job descriptions, adapt to changing priorities and shifting demands, and contemplate what's next for our careers, it's more important than ever to prioritize personal growth and development. At Bank of America, lifelong learning is a part of our culture. By offering immersive learning experiences and personalized guidance and mentorship, we're focused on giving employees the skills and knowledge they need to achieve their goals and be successful in their jobs, both now and in the future. For more about Bank of America's resources, Visit bankofamerica.com slash careers. More companies are suspending operations over Russia's violent war in Ukraine. Overnight, Yum! Brands, that owns KFC and Pizza Hut, announced suspended operations. A couple of companies staying include Caterpillar, John Deere, Hilton, and Papa John's. Tim Berg has more. McDonald's is closing up shop in Russia. The fast food giant is temporarily shuttering 850 of its locations in Russia as the country continues its assault on Ukraine. McDonald's CEO wrote in a letter that the chain will continue to pay 62,000 Russian employees. Around 84% of McDonald's Russian locations are owned by the company. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. 44 million South Koreans head to the polls to elect the country's next president today. They have seen it all, surprises, scandals, and smear campaigns. The winner of the election will face deepening inequity and surging housing prices. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman on your radio, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. RightyOnRadio.com. Share the word. Spread the love, will you please, ladies and gentlemen. Let everybody understand what we do, why we do it. Encourage them to listen and learn and grow. Right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about this interesting term. Okay? And we're talking about syncretism. So the polling reveals from this study that not only are the majority of today's millennial parents 
least likely to possess a biblical worldview, but 94% believe in syncretism, which means they don't really support a biblical worldview. Syncretism, ladies and gentlemen, just so you understand what it is, syncretism is the attempt to harmonize differing or opposing ideas or principles. It can also mean to combine differing ideas, beliefs, ideas, all into a great new whole of practices. Syncretism is the blending of cultures and ideas from different places. Syncretism means the fusion of two or more thought systems and can be applied to philosophy, politics, and religion. Religious syncretism usually means and involves a few essential parts of a religion uh, combined into a traditional religion. Okay, so you take a dominant religion, and then you infuse these ideas that make it a new religion, a syncretist, whatever you want to call it, religion, a syncretism religion. I don't know how to say that word in different forms. Is it syncretists? Anyway, I digress because it's a new word for me. But nevertheless, here's what's going on. All right? You've got to ask yourself some questions about Christianity. And about the fusing of these things. So let me give you some examples. Do you believe in the Trinity? God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost are three beings. But they're really one. They're one being. But they're three in nature. And uh, the Trinity kind of says, hey, um, if you don't understand all this, it's because God's ways are not our ways. You don't really need to completely understand. But it's, it's three beings, but it's one entity. And then you say, okay, well, how does that work when God is a man? Well, is he a man? Well, it says that we're created in his image. Define an image. Is that a completeness? If we're men and we're in his image, is he a man? Or no, well, look, this is too beyond your ability to understand, Sam. You don't have a degree in theology, and therefore you can't really understand. But look, the Trinity, now I don't know if you know, but the early Christians debated Trinity or the Trinity. And then they debated the idea that God the Father his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost are three separate beings. Remember, Jesus Christ was getting baptized by John the Baptist. The Father spoke from heaven, and the Holy Ghost descended in the form of a dove. That denotes three separate beings or entities, if you will. But the debates of Christians went on about the Trinity versus the belief that they're separate beings for like 400 years until the Nicene Creed forced the trinity to become the world prevailing view all right as members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints uh we believe that god the father is son jesus christ and the holy ghost are three separate beings we don't believe in the trinity all right but that's one example of now traditional christians may believe something different right but then you got to ask even further questions do you believe that jesus is the christ did he really come down to earth? Was he a man on the earth? Did he get a body of flesh and bones from a woman named Mary, but Godhood from our Heavenly Father? Did he have that uniqueness that made him Christ? To not only die for us, but to live a sinless life, and then to be resurrected? 
did that really happen? Did he come down? Did he die on the cross? Was he resurrected? Is that a truism? Or is that a figurative analogy? See? And I believe that it's real, that it's actual, that it really did indeed happen in fact. Not only in word, but indeed in fact. He died. He did rise from the tomb three days later. The resurrection is real. But others would say, no, it was just a figurative uh, explanation of him conquering the world. It wasn't real. It was figuratively an event. Well, what do you believe on that? See? So is Jesus really the Christ? Or was he just a great man, just a prophet, if you will? Just a good guy with good teachings, kind of like Buddha and the others. See? Well, those things are being debated. But we debate further. Do you believe in life after this life? Do you believe at the end of this life it's just done to dust we return and that's the end of that? Or do you believe we can be resurrected also? Because Christ led the way and made it possible for us to be resurrected. Do we believe in, as the Catholics do, purgatory? Or do we believe in, as the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believe, that there's a spirit world that we go to after this world as we wait for the final resurrection day? Uh, or do you believe, what do you believe as Christians? Do you believe you'll live again? Do you believe you'll see your loved ones, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife? Do you believe that you'll see them again? In other words, do you believe in life after death or not? Do you believe in reincarnation? The idea that I'm going to have multiple lives. I'm going to come back and, well, live again. Uh, if I live well, I might come back as a higher life form. I might come back more wealthy or more popular or more famous or more talented. If I live not so good of a life, then I might come back in a lesser form. Do you believe those kind of things? How many truths are there out there is the point, ladies and gentlemen. The answer is there's one truth. Jesus Christ says there is one way. No one get to the Father but by me, he says. I am the life and the truth, right? Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing scripture. I don't mean to take it out of context, but I'm summarizing. Okay, what do you believe? And is it a problem, ladies and gentlemen, when the majority of people in America, the younger generations, jettison a biblical worldview or jettison a Christian worldview? When is it okay to say the keys to theology might be slightly different from Christian sect to Christian sect versus when does it become a problem? In other words, when does it lead you away from Christ? Right? That's kind of the debate. That's kind of the discussion, right? So can you have different beliefs? The Catholics believe slightly different from the Protestants. See, the Protestants used to be part of the Catholic religion, and then they protested and left, right? Well, they protested and left because they didn't believe that the Catholics had the authority anymore, right? Um, what does this mean? Syncretism. Syncretism has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new at first glance. Look, in Rome they had this where, hey, they had syncretism where they tried to blend everybody together. As long as Rome was the leader, it was okay, right? 
Now they're doing it. And is it a problem? I mean, the Protestants did it. The members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints did it. So you got three origins in the Christian religion. You got the Catholics who say, hey, we've had the authority all along. You've got the Protestants who say, well, we think you have the authority at one time, but now we're protesting. We don't think you have the authority. We're going on our own. We don't need authority from you or from the government or from the church, whatever. And then you have the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who believe biblically there was a great apostasy. And then there was a great restoration. So the restoration of the authority to act in the name of God, the restoration of all the principles and the uh, were brought back through restoration. God brought it back to the earth through a man named Joseph Smith, Jr. So do you believe in original authority like the Catholics? Do you believe in Protestant authority uh, we're leaving? Or do you believe in restoration authority that the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have? Most religions come from those three ideas. What do you think? Well, when does it become a problem? When do we say I can have different views and that's just a theological difference? Or when do you say we've ran this off the rails? Wait a minute now. Your God isn't my God. You're not a Christian anymore. Well, it's a very tough theological discussion. But let me tell you the context in which I focus on this because I think it's relevant. Survey Christian worldview being supplanted by syncretism, a blend, a blending of where no single life philosophy is dominant. That's the problem. See, now, whether you believe in the Trinity or the separation of the beings, whether you believe in original authority, Protestant or protest authority, or a restoration, are those enough to divide the Christian religion? Or is the fact that they all believe in Christ and the resurrection the salient point well hang tight liberty roundtable live continues in seconds can you dig into philosophy with me folks come on now the spirit of the american west is alive and well in range magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the american west each issue contains informative articles breathtaking imagery as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. We're talking about syncretism, ladies and gentlemen, in religion. Some of it relates to philosophy a little bit, but syncretism literally means the fusion of two or more thought systems and can be applied to philosophy, politics, religion. Religious syncretism usually means you take a major religion and then you kind of uh, put a little uh, parts on it that you want. Uh, the bottom line is in America, the 94% of the younger generation, the millennials and younger parents at this point, if you will, don't believe in a biblical world, world view. They don't believe in a uh, Christian worldview. Well, what's a Christian worldview? I believe as long as you believe in Jesus Christ is your Savior and that the resurrection really occurred, not a figment, not a figuratively, uh, a figurative event, but a, but a real event. And as long as you put your faith in Christ and you realize he is the way, the truth, and the life, then I believe that you're Christian regardless of the theological differences. Uh, but when do we then jettison standard Christian views? When does it become a concern for the nation? Because at some point, if you don't accept Christian worldviews, you might say, I'm a Christian, but I reject the Ten Commandments. Can you do that? I'm a Christian, and I know God said that you shouldn't fornicate or commit adultery or any other sexual sin. The procreative power is deemed sacred by the Christian religion. But if you say, you know what, I'm a Christian, but I don't really believe in the Ten Commandments, and I... I know I live with a woman, but it's okay. No big deal. No harm, no foul. I like her. She likes me. We really like to be together. It's all cool. At what point do I jettison the Christian principles and I profess to be a Christian? At what point then is, well, my lips speak of Christ, but my heart is far from him. When does that occur? When is it that I profess Christianity, but I don't live, act, behave in a Christian way? Right? When is it that I uh, say I am a follower of Christ, but when I return to my God? Some joke about the gates of Peter, right? And Peter says, you know what? I talked with the master, Jesus Christ, and he doesn't know you, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot deceive ourselves when it comes to God Almighty. He knows the truth. You can't lie. You can't cheat. You can't steal your way into heaven, my fellow Americans. You can't do it. And so I'm not here to debate the, th the keys of theology with people. I'm not here to jettison or down any religion. But take a Jew who has the Jewish religion. That's one we haven't talked about. We've just kind of talked about generally three branches or understandings based on the Christian religion. What about Judaism? Who don't believe that Christ came? Now, we would say as Christians, they missed the mark. They would say, no, we're still waiting for Jesus. Well, they are, and we are too. We're waiting for a second coming. They're waiting for the first coming, 
if you will, right? But they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe in the atonement. They don't believe in the resurrection. But what about Jewish people who now are starting to believe in Christ? They're converting to Christianity. This is a very weighty discussion, ladies and gentlemen. And when is it okay to uh, have this synchronous kind of view, syncretism kind of view, and when is it not? I don't have perfect answers, but here's what I will tell you. You need to be aware of false prophets, and you need to be aware of deceivers, and you need to be aware of Jesus versus Satan. Jesus is everything we support and embrace and love and honor. Satan is everything that we're diametrically opposed to, right? Well, some believe that Jesus Christ is real and Satan is real. I'm one of those. Others believe that neither are real. They're just kind of an opposing anecdotal discussion. Can you believe in and be a Christian if you say Jesus and Satan are not real? Well, then you say, well, how are you a Christian? Well, because I believe that those principles are all figurative, but I I still believe that there's a Savior. I'll be saved. God loves me. He'll save everybody. And is that a truism according to the religion of Christianity? No, it is not. So when do you cross these fundamental lines where you say, no, 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 that's not accurate or true, versus when do you have theological differences that are acceptable? That's a very difficult discussion to have. Here's why it all matters. Here's why I focus so much on it. Here's why I bring this up on a political secular radio show. Why? Because I don't believe there's a separation between morality and politics. Politics is a way to get us all to check out of the moral discussions. If you say it's political, then everybody backs away from it. Uh, The truth is there's nothing political at all. There's just moral issues. There's good versus evil. There's right versus wrong. There's truth versus error. Yes, truth can have multiple uh, viewpoints and multiple stories and multiple um, storylines and still be true. I get it. But at the same time, those are the fundamental lines, right? Well, why does this matter so much? Why do you bring it up, Sam? Is it to divide people on religion? Of course not. I stand for the Judeo-Christian views of our founding fathers. Now, some of the Christians would say, Sam, there's no Judeo about it. Understand that the early Jews... had a lot of the tenets of Christianity. Why? Because Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus Christ, I should say is the Jesus of the new and the Christ of the resurrection. Uh, But anyway, I digress. All I'm telling you is this. Now the government, in bed with deceivers and dishonest folks that I believe want to destroy Christianity, they have now created the syncretism um, Practice, belief, understanding, worldview, it's all the above, right? And they're using this eventually to create a global religion consensus. So first, the Hegelian dialectic is you divide and conquer. They've been doing that for decades in your government school. Okay? They've been doing this in your government schools, right? Uh, 
Now, here's the question for you. They'll divide and conquer. They'll divide and conquer. But then eventually they'll come up with the ultimate solution. I submit to you that they're trying to create a, quote, global ethic. They're trying to create a religious system of global religious society. They're working on the parliament of the world's religions. They're having a declaration towards a global ethic. They don't mean a global ethic by a single ideology or a single religion. By a global ethic, they say, they mean a fundamental consensus on binding values, irreplicable standards. Without such a fundamental consensus on ethic, well, then where are we? So that's the problem. So as we look at global religious views, as they pretend they're not going for a global single religious view, what they're trying to do is build consensus around this ethic. But the problem is, what are the ethics that they're going to use? I know God said male and female created them, but they want you to believe that, well, your gender is just fluid. That's all. Can they both be true? Absolutely not. Can they both coexist in the same space? Absolutely not. That's the big lie. So if I cling to my male, female, created them, God-centered view, Christian view that I'm created in his image, and they have this view that, hey, gender's fluid. Can we coexist? And can we eventually... Can we sing together? Can we... Work together on that? See, I don't see how. I don't see how we can work together with those kind of contrasting views. I also don't see how I can work on global ethics with anybody who says there's no Christ and there's no Satan. Those aren't real. Believe what you want. Figment of your imagination. A crutch for weak-minded people. Uh, or it's just figurative. I don't know that I can work with those people. Because to me, those are absolutes. God exists. His son, Jesus Christ, exists. He did die on the cross and was resurrected. And because of that, I can be as well. And when they believe that's just kind of a whatever, where do we go from there? Right? I don't know that I can abide with those kinds of things. Now take not only gender, but make matters worse. What about sexual relations? I believe that a male and a female should only be sexually involved with one another if they are legally and lawfully married. And outside of that, it is sin. Well, these people believe you can be gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender and any sex uh, is fine. And how dare I... Listen, how dare I even suggest that they can't pursue their wants and dreams and desires? Where do I get this God factor that can force morality on the rest of them? Do you see the problem? Think about that. Where do we go? And I believe we have a train wreck coming as they push for a global religion. They're saying that they only want an ethic that binds us all together and it's okay to have different views. But how long will that be as they push syncretism? They first pitch this syncretism that gets us all divided on every salient theological point possible 
And then they come back with, well, let's have a unified global ethic. You can believe what you want religiously. Well, eventually, how long will that global ethic be our way or the highway? I say to you, they're coming for the Christians. And they're doing it in more ways than one. One is that they're attacking all of our Christian values in every way possible and ridiculing us and persecuting us for holding to them. Secondly, they are trying to take the religion out of the people. And our founding fathers warned there are two moral or there are two supports, morality and religion. And without those two pillars, liberty cannot survive. So, ladies and gentlemen, stick to your religious beliefs as you will. And uh, the keys to theology, in my belief, are fine. You can have your own views on a lot of those things. But what you can't do is jettison fundamental Christian principles, principles of morality, principles of religion that bind us together as a God-fearing people. Because eventually you could say, I don't believe in God. Therefore, your rights come from God. Your rights come from what, global government? The global ethic that they all subscribe to? See, ladies and gentlemen, we better be very careful as we think about religion and morality. We better make sure that we teach the next generations or we will lose the battle. And synchronism, syncretism will take over. And eventually a global ethic will replace religion. And they don't care as long as it turns us away from God. They don't give a rip what road we go down as long as it's not the saving road of Jesus Christ. You get it? Got it? Good. Two hours in the can. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated, globally distributed, hard-hitting talk show. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrideyandRadio.com. God save the republic as we declare this nation shall endure. <laughs>